0: Hello and welcome to the Leafs Room podcast. My name is Jory. I'm joined by Stuart and Ethan, and we're here to give you a post game of today's 5 4 OT Thriller, Leafs Over the Habs. And yeah. what was a exciting game? We're coming to you live from the Leafs Room in an undisclosed location.
1: Thriller was. What'd you think, guys?
2: Yeah, it was an insane didn't, game. Didn't
1: look good. Didn't look good there. Uh, you know, midway through the uh, second period, we were looking at each other and wondering whether this team. With all the additions and all the changes, we're going to be heading in the right direction. But, you know, typical Leaf fans that we are, we're ready to maybe, you know, jump ship quickly. But I think, actually, we held held on to uh, our spots on the ship, and I think we were rewarded. What did you think of the effort, Ethan? What did you think tonight?
2: Uh, that was a crazy game, to say the least. Frederick Anderson did not impress me until overtime, which he did performed, but I still think he could have had some improvement. Well, he
0: made made some really great saves in OT, and we should get to that, who you thought was really good, who you thought was the best player, and and who didn't really impress you. Uh, You mentioned Frederick Anderson as a guy that didn't impress you. Who did you think had a really great game?
2: Uh, I thought Kerfoot had a really good game. Kerfoot really, like, he was fast, he got to a lot of pucks, he was dangerous on the PK, and he was just zooming around, and he looked like a really good player.
1: Yeah, I've often said to you guys, and I remember when, uh, when we picked him up in the trade, I was all uh, excited about Tyson Berry, uh, our uh, long-forgotten Tyson Berry. But uh, Kerfoot definitely was the guy that excited Jory after that trade. And uh, Kerfoot, to me, and I mentioned that to you guys tonight, he does seems to do all the little things right. He's good in the face-offs, especially D-zone. He seems to you know, cover guys well, get to pucks, you know he's very tenacious on the puck, and uh, I just think he sets a good example for some of the uh, other players on you know how, how the game needs to be played—a a little more complete player than some of the other guys. On the
0: well, the the best player tonight, in my opinion, is was Nylander, and this isn't some kind of hot take. I mean, put up three or four points tonight. He has a little bit of a bias, though, doesn't he? Yeah, think? I yeah. say that I say that as I wear my William Nylander jersey. Yeah. But he he obviously had an outstanding game on pace for a hundred and a hundred and. Thirty some on what is it? I don't know. Anyways, Hundred and twelve no, goals. He was he was really great tonight. Get the
1: calculator, out.
0: of course. He he was buzzing. I mean, unlike you know, for the first period there was kind of on and off and. He wasn't amazing. The line wasn't amazing. You know, the the first goal. From yeah, the it was Habs. questionable with VC
1: on that line. We
0: were, yeah. we were all kind of. I'm glad that ends. he
2: got something done. He scored. Yeah, well, um, I mean,
0: and Nylander did the heavy lifting there. That's another thing that he does. is he gets to those yeah. high danger areas, which just talked about over and over at length, and he he drove that line in a lot of ways, which is something that the Leafs are going to need from him in a lot of ways yeah. this season.
1: You know, the interesting thing about Nylander, and he has shown really well in the couple of games that we've seen. But the thing that I've noticed that really I haven't noticed so much about him in the past as I'm noticing now, I mean, before it was all about his possession game, his zone entries, his speed, his edges, his skating. Now his shot is, like, unbelievable. If you think about the oh, goals, yeah. the last three goals, yeah, four goals that we've seen, really they've nice. all been on great, really hard, accurate shots that the goalies couldn't get to. So
2: Yeah, like, Nylander really performed well. And, like, on the power play especially, which... Should have been stacked, in my opinion. He really performed well.
0: Yeah, we can let's talk about that for a little bit because they started obviously. They had that first power play that they split them, and I, I believe the second power play also uh, was split. And then they, they picked up the five on three, and that's when Keith uh, turned to the super unit that we saw last year that was fifth best in the league. Yeah. Uh, we've been kind of screaming about it, at least I have. Uh, that that top unit should should be stacked and they should be giving them a lot of ice time.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure what the thinking was originally. Uh, you can see Keith tonight, uh, in general, is uh, not necessarily, you know, they announced the lines.
2: He's playing he, around with the
1: lines. He is. He, they announced everything there the other day and people were kind of scratching their heads. And But he even said that things might not necessarily stay the same. And, you know, it, it, unlike Babcock, who stuck with guys well beyond when he should have been sticking with them, you see, Keith is very flexible and adaptable, and um, I'm, I'm, I also am glad that he decided that splitting the you know the power play up um, and spreading the wealth wasn't necessarily working, and to stack it now. Will he go back to stacking it next game? Who knows? But you can clearly see that they they can't get the puck uh, like they can't get the puck Towards off the, the Leafs. Net. Well, no, they they can't get the puck off the Leafs. When the Leafs have the, that that uh, stacked power play, they just the possession time they can't get the puck out of the zone. It seems like yeah. Yeah, the Leafs the Leafs are too dangerous. When they
0: yeah, have guys. well, nice. you, that's that's the thinking. And the if you look at another team, the Oilers, they they stack the top unit uh, with with uh, McDavid and Drysaddle. Uh They played eighty percent of the minutes for them. I remember seeing, and obviously they had this lethal power play. There's there's not a lot of reason. Uh, to be putting a guy like Jason Spezza or or even Joe Thornton out there for for more than half of the power play. And let's actually talk about well, Joe Thornton. Well, you I mean, we can
1: play, just yeah. before we go to Joe Thornton, I just wanna uh, play a little bit of Devil's Advocate and say if you stack that first power play, what have you got left on the second power play? You've got like a, a Zach Hyman, you've got a, a maybe a Thornton. Um, you've got uh, Spezza. yeah, you don't don't have a lot. and and I, 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 I kind of understand the thinking. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like um, you're going to accomplish a lot more stacking it, but those guys do run out of gas after a minute, minute and a bit. And I think by really weakening significantly the second one, second uh, power play unit, you might not have much going on with that unit. That's the only problem.
2: Uh, I think that the first unit should obviously be stacked. And The second unit could have some depth, but I believe that they're not putting those not to say elite, but those really good players, like you don't really see Mikhaev on the power play. You don't really see those, like like, Barabanov didn't really show anything, but he has a really high ceiling, as you can see. And I feel like guys like those, those like gritty, but really skilled players would work really well on the second unit. That's
1: a good point. There is some depth there. Yeah,
0: and there's a lot of new faces, a lot of new faces that we obviously saw, and those would be the guys you'd put on the second unit. touched on him briefly, we'll get to him, Joe Thornton. Any of the new guys, anyone kind of stand out to you?
1: Well, I love the goal that VC got, but then again, it was a pretty, was uh, set up nicely by Nylander. I, mean, I think most yeah. guys would score that, but I think that, that with a guy like VC, I think it was really important that he got on the score sheet because he only scored nine goals with Buffalo last year. Um, the guy's been a little bit of an enigma throughout his career. He, he hasn't lived up to the hype when he was first signed as a free agent there at a college and to me uh this is a guy who might be the maybe the, the wild card of all the pickups i know you don't necessarily think that way jory but i think that he might be a kind of guy who if, if it's he could be just confidence like if he gets his confidence gets a few goals behind him kind of might,
2: like berry bear yeah
1: he it. might get streaky you, you just don't know like i think i mean to me I'm not saying he's the best pickup or he showed the best tonight, but he might be a guy that's a little bit of a wild card in how, how well they do. We didn't talk a lot about him, you know, leading up to the season after they made all the pickups, but he might be a guy to, to watch out for.
0: Yeah, it's such a short season. I mean, one guy kind of gets hot, and you can you can do a lot with that in a 56-game mm-hmm. sample. Mm-hmm. There's guys, I think, that are a lot more exciting um, that, they, that they picked up. Uh, one guy today... And I'm going to take a little bit of a sharp left turn here. A new guy that I didn't like, and you can probably see where this is going, is Zach Bogosian. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, took a lot, took two penalties. Bad ones with that. Yeah, yeah, I mean...
2: It's flat-footed, on the, got to do something. Yeah,
0: on the, holding, on the the tripping. Penalty, yeah. On the penalty kill, even when he wasn't in the box, he... I mean, they scored one of their power play goals and he was late to his assignment. Did not, yeah. Did not like him. That that 22 is cursed. I mean, you got Zaitsev beforehand. Yeah. It's cursed.
1: Yeah. yeah, it probably is. Um...
2: I the think, good right-handed defenseman.
1: You know, yeah. yeah, the good quote-unquote. I, You know what? Um, the the thing I really like about this, the new regime, you know, again, we I often bring Babcock's name back in, and maybe I'm living in the past a little bit too much, but the problem with Babcock is he's stuck with guys that, you know, like we talked earlier about Hainsey being a top-pairing defenseman when he wasn't. But a guy like Bogosian, you know, the fact that he's a third-pairing defenseman already, you know, that he's kind of, kind of on the bubble we have we really have eight or ten you know potential defensemen that we could use this year
0: yeah you and know who you know who might be interesting you might see later on is Sandine. it's hardly been talked about yeah right? he yeah.
1: has been but I think Letnin will be probably be given a look-see before Sandine. but you know the thing is that it's um it's going to be an intense schedule there are going to be a lot of back-to-backs a lot of three and four nights there, and especially defensemen log a lot of minutes you're, there's no question that you're going to see sandy and and uh, letting him play and probably sooner because of the fact that uh, Bogosian did not show it was up not impressive yeah. no I didn't I n- we were consensus that that it was just not a good performance but I, I, I think we have a little bit of a hard on against the guy going into the going yeah. into the uh, thing we weren't necessarily excited about um, what he was going to bring to them. We need toughness, yeah, a little bit. I get that. But uh, he didn't necessarily show that. I I, I don't think what he showed was flat-footedness and slowness and and having to take bad penalties because you're just not in the right spot.
0: Well, toughness is something that the Leafs brought in. I mean, Ethan, you want to mention Wayne Simmons, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, exactly what I want to say. So everyone was saying that he was kind of the spark plug to the little rally that the Leafs went on. To end up winning in overtime.
0: But yeah, I mean.
2: You were saying that I don't, William I, Nylander was. Oh, yeah, more-
0: William Nylander is the guy that drives that. I don't think that the fight necessarily, you know, changes the, the outcome. He he's obviously. I mean, I actually thought he had a pretty good game. He seemed like he was engaged. He was he was throwing the body around. I mean, I'm never gonna gonna say that it's a bad thing that he's throwing the body around, right? Like he he did his job. That's his game.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you know, we, we were we were uh, face when he missed the open net. But the fact is, he's not there to score all kinds of goals, right? And he's probably gonna do that more than once this year, right? The fact is that. We noticed on a couple of four checks that he really got in, hit the defenseman hard. The Leafs need that. In order to gain control of pucks in the offensive zone, you're going to need guys like him and Zach Hyman that are not afraid to get in there and win puck battles. And only having, we've talked about this over the last several years. Having another guy like a Zach Hyman, Now, I'm not saying Wayne Simmons. Joey
2: Anderson's a guy, but he's not going to. Well, come he's in any yeah, he's no. going to be
1: a while. Yeah, they're they're going to groom him, and and we're going to probably lose Hyman potentially in a year or two. So, you're going to need a Joey Anderson. But meantime, I think Simmons brings in a good element in that it's not the fighting. I mean, the fighting. Listen, I'm not a big fan of fighting, and I we, I don't think any, any of us are. But you don't know. We don't know the psyche of a hockey player. We've never played at that level. I I I'm willing to bet that guys, even though fighting isn't a big part of the game anymore, that guys do get amped up when they see a teammate fight, and especially when they're down by two goals. So I I kind of feel like I'm not saying that was the turning point, but I don't think it hurt the Leafs that he was willing to drop the gloves and kind of get this team kind of woken up because they were they looked pretty they looked pretty. Uh, yeah unengaged.
0: For the yeah, first the first period they were pretty full. Well, you
1: made the comment that they only had nine shots. Yeah, they were with getting, twelve minutes yeah. left in the now, second. Now, period. that's not to that's not to discount
0: the Habs. The Habs are a good team. I mean, they the Joey Anderson surprised me. I I'm not a big believer in him in that contract. I don't really know how that's going to look. It five million. Oh lord, it's like seven years. It's it's a. Uh, how much are they giving? I don't know, but they scored it's like five and a half. But yeah. he scored one goal last year. Like yeah, Josh
2: yeah. Anderson. Yeah, Josh, Josh Anderson. not
0: Joey Anderson. Josh Anderson. Yeah. But um he he impressed me. And The Habs are, are a good team. I mean, even last year, uh the underlying numbers were really good. They couldn't get a save. Price had a nine yeah, like a yeah, like a lower save percentage. Yeah. And he and he played the bulk of the games because that's what he does. They didn't and he did not have a backup. Yeah, and now they've brought in Josh Allen and obviously the goal for them is for Jake him to Jake Allen. Yeah.
2: Who did I say? Josh. Josh Allen. Allen. Josh Allen. That's Goodness
0: a, gracious! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's it's it was such an exciting game. Yeah, it's <laughs> me off. I am buzzed. I am just fired up from that game. <laughs> talked a lot about the guys that are new. Uh, we talked about Bogosian Simmons. Uh, let's let's. What turn... about Thornton? We were
1: going to talk about. Oh
0: Thornton. oh sure. Let's yeah. let's go for Thornton. What do you think of? his... So jumbo.
1: Uh, you know what? I mean, listen. I think I think you're going to have to give the guy a game or two to get uh, to get his. Uh, to kind of get used to playing with these guys and get his feet wet but I mean if tonight's any indication he kind of seemed to step behind on a few plays um I I think I think he has the right kind of approach he's he's trying very hard to get to pucks and make things happen you can see him trying to create things but he just seems to be sort of late to the party on a lot of plays where They were trying to create stuff, and he just wasn't fast enough to get to the play. That was the observation I made. I don't know what you guys
2: want to... I 100% agree. Like, Joe Thornton's, like, the leading assist scorer in the NHL, like, currently. Like, there's nothing, uh, like, against his uh, playmaking ability. But the thing is, when you put him alongside two speedsters and elite ones at that, with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just I feel like there's a better option next to those two guys, as it doesn't necessarily bring the two of their games down, it just doesn't rise their performance as much as it could.
0: So, so here's the thing, there's there's this kind of uh, important principle, I guess, in hockey, whatever, you know, quality of teammate, right? So there's this, there's this notion that it's the quality of competition that impacts uh, your play, but your quality of teammate is far more likely to impact how good you are. So for example, uh, TJ Brody. Um, played a lot with Mark Giordano last year, and uh, and his numbers mm-hmm. were really good when he was with Giordano, and then away from him, his numbers dropped, and his, his quality of competition uh, was pretty stagnant as far as I understand, but he went from playing with Mark Giordano to, to Michael Stone, so obviously his his numbers fell, they weren't as good. So the, the idea probably, I mean, if you were to fill in the gaps, is that if you put Joe Thornton next to you know, Ilya Mikheyev and Zach Hyman. He brings their game up. It's a, it's an effect. Yeah. Well, it's not so much that. It's, 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 it's an, maybe it's an effective line, but you're you're more likely to have have Matthews and Marner bring Thornton's game up. Whereas if you're having him play with, you know, having him play with some some third line guys, he's not gonna put up the. He's not gonna put up. Numbers, whereas with the best guys, they ideally yeah. can drag them along. That being said, tonight, not the best indication of things to come, I would say. He didn't super impress me. Uh, that line, I mean, Austin Matthews had a hell of a game. He, he hit the post there. Mm-hmm. He, he had was, like fourteen
2: shot attempts or he something. Was crazy like
1: that. He was flying. He was flying. He was a little snake-bitten. His streak ended tonight, right? But um, the, the first game of the year streak. But you know what? I mean, like I said to you after the game. He's not going to carry them every night. I think it's great that Tavares and Nylander had big games tonight because you're now you're going up, a team that, uh, up against a team that the Leafs should... I mean, it's an improved Ottawa team, granted, but the Leafs should still be able to handle them pretty easily. And I think uh, Matthews notoriously plays well against them and should probably bring his game up. And he's on the same line as Marner. So you'd, you'd imagine those two will probably... At least one of those two games... I would anticipate they'll have a really big game. I don't know which one, but uh, that's just my thought about them. But Joe Thornton, to me, not a good fit with that first line. But I think that uh, Sheldon Keith will eventually realize that, and will maybe put him on. Uh, I don't. know. I'm not even sure if he, he's a second line guy. I think he would go down to the third line because you got Tavares centering the second line. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, do you have? Do you have Thornton? centering or do you have him on the wing? You probably have him centering. I mean, he's
0: good enough to center and then you maybe move Kerfoot uh, to, to, you win. know, to the wing with, with uh, Tavares and uh, Nylander, which he played briefly last that year. Hold on, really well. and move VC
1: where? To the I think you put VC
0: on the third line or, I mean, if he obviously scored tonight, but before his goal, he was kind of doing... Yeah,
1: he wasn't really... Yeah, he was, was here was and
0: there. Good. I mean, Nick Robertson sitting on your like taxi squad, oh, yeah. that's, a, yeah. that's an attractive well, name. I mean, we're
1: salivating at the prospect. I love young guys, and I, I think the future of this team looks pretty good with some of the young guys. But to me, Robertson is an obvious one that's going to be probably a staple on this team until free agency. And to me, I don't know how much more seasoning the kid needs, but you, Jory and Ethan, you know him better than I do. But to me, I think it's probably... I mean, he'll probably slot in and place a bare off or someone in the fourth line or Simmons. I can't see that he'd be sitting like game after game after game. They're gonna have to give yeah, him a chance. Yeah, like
2: you said, there's it's like a back to back bunch of back to backs, jam packed schedule. Yeah, they'll use that he should start. get in a couple games. I hope. You never know so. how many, but
1: yeah. I hope so. I think he can have an impact.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have the minutes in front of me, obviously. But I do recall seeing on Twitter Bear Barabanov was on pace and I think I mentioned it to you guys. He's on pace for like five minutes uh, after two periods. He didn't play. He played a little bit in the third. I think he had a nice block shot there at the end. He had a big block. Um, but he didn't play very much. And I mean, listen, like he's he he was successful in the KHL. There's there's. A lot of reason to believe he'll be successful in the NHL. Do you
1: think they were just managing his minutes? Well,
0: just getting going, or? it could it could be that. I think it's more that they just they're they're gonna try to roll their top lines. They're gonna play their top guys a lot. Right. There was that was something that Babcock didn't do enough, and we keep bringing up Babcock. It's been eighteen months. Since, <laughs> what is it? Like twelve months since he's yeah. lost the game for the Leafs. Yeah. But um, the, the thing that he did is he he really liked to roll the four lines. You saw Austin playing like 17-18 minutes a night. Right. It was a whole yeah. big controversy. Right. Um, keep is not gonna do that. It's never been his, his plan. Um, so, I kind of as a as a consequence, your fourth line is going to play five six minutes a night, which in, in most cases is like totally fine.
1: Like, well, it, well, how how yeah, much I of an impact can your fourth line that's make a as great opposed question. to? But that's a great question because to me, um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them get a, a little bit more ice time. But again. At whose expense? Yeah, and, and you don't
0: want to make it, a, yeah, well, what? You want to do the fourth line at the third well, line's expense, but me, then that's, you're flipping the lines? Like, yeah. There's,
1: there's not a lot of reason to, especially if you're the Leafs. I look at their third and fourth lines, and with the exception of maybe like uh, Kerfoot and, uh, and this is my opinion, but, but the exception of Kerfoot and Hyman. Maybe Mikaev, but I don't even know. I think most of the third and fourth liners on the Leafs are a little bit interchangeable. It's just my feeling. Like, I don't know. You might I, not agree with that. I
0: don't know if I agree with that.
2: Yeah. I don't think at this point in like Simmons' career, he can play on like a third, third line. Minutes, no? Yeah. And what
1: about Spetsen? Same. is
2: Spe- I don't know. He's projected to be a lot worse this year. Yeah. It's probably gonna retire after this year. You think so? I think so. But he's definitely a a very solid. Uh, Old and experienced fourth he'd line. He'd be good on that second power
1: play unit. Like steady, he's very, very. Uh, I think he he'd be a good performer. on that.
0: He was there. He took a couple draws. I mean, obviously they didn't produce anything. Um, was the was the draws? Oh.
1: The, I was just going to say. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but you notice tonight, and it's it's not. We don't often talk a lot about it, but it's a one of the things that. Can make or break games, and it was really hurting the Leafs early on. It was losing a lot of face offs.
0: I couldn't disagree more. The face off, the game is so like free flowing that face offs, in the grand scheme of things, don't make enough of a difference. Um, they lost a couple key draws. The, the only situation that they're really important is in like the D zone. Uh, especially when you're shorthanded, which I think they lost a couple, and I yeah, think that's, that's how Josh Anderson—that's yes. how Josh yeah. Anderson scored his goal. That so right. that's when it matters. But yeah. and in like,
1: they lost two in a row on
0: that. Yeah, but otherwise, to me, there's—it's not really worth getting hung up too much over the face-offs. Um, uh, Matthews PK didn't he? He won a draw or two, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, he wasn't—he wasn't noticeable out there. I think they might have scored even while he was on the PK. That's a new twist. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's I don't whatever. I I am of the opinion that uh, PKs are more system than personnel. Uh, if you have a good PK system that that is aggressive and protects the slot, then in theory you could put you know you could put whoever out there and be fine. You know what? Something that that's interesting is um. Like it's the the four forward thing has spread to the the power plays and and rightfully so because the forwards are going to be better at scoring than yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. why hasn't a similar thing happened on PKs where where you get three defensemen out there and the centermen take the draw you know like if if these defensemen are are theoretically better
1: better at defending, at defending yeah I don't know that's a,
2: that's a good point yeah it
1: is it's a, good a point. very good point who um, you got if you been, got like
2: Mo or I've something I've never been on the inside
1: yeah. of a you know talking to coaches to understand their way of thinking on that. Um, you know, uh, forechecking is more of an offensive skill, right, uh, like a forward. Uh, defensemen don't really forecheck. So, and, and, and forechecking in a sense is part of, of the PK, getting in a guy's face and that kind of thing. So it's possible that they look at forwards as being maybe a little bit better at that. You know, defensemen are good with their stick. But forwards are maybe a little bit better, better getting in their the face body or you know. getting, in. yeah. So that that's my theory. But um, I want to get back to uh, one subject that we touched upon very early, but we didn't delve very much into it. And I, I think it, again, it, it might. There's so many things you could talk about with the Leafs, but this could be the key. And um, it's Freddie Anderson. Yeah, I, I was I, going to say. I, I I I'm worried. I'm worried about Frederick Anderson. I, even in overtime. I didn't love um, that breakaway what he he kind of
2: just went down he yeah like he just brain.
1: went he went down did the splits and to be honest was it was Durenne, or who was no, it, Denno. it was Denno Denno he didn't uh, handle the puck properly he faked himself out basically on that one right I mean anyone who had proper hands and saw the goalie bit hard would probably have put it over him because he was basically you know like a what do you call it it's spread eagle spread eagle and yeah. snow angel kind of deal but I don't know like there were a lot of things tonight that were Freddie just didn't look comfortable and I, I know you guys didn't make a big deal of it the other night in the blue and white game and I know it's just an inter-squad game but I really thought Jack Campbell looked good and I know Ethan you were you
2: partially were, agreeing with you you
1: partially agreed but you partially said he
2: didn't have that much you, last
1: year yeah and you said you didn't like his style you didn't think he was as so, I thought, actually, he did look good. I thought he looked super confident, and I thought Freddie Tank did not look that confident at times. Uh, yeah, Freddie... October
2: Freddie. That's the thing, yeah. <laughs>
0: Freddie doesn't really start years well. He historically hasn't. Is um, a nerves
2: thing? What do you think it is? I don't
0: think it's anything. I think it's that... It's like a... It's also part, a weird year. No, but also part of it is just that you remember him having poor starts. Like, last year or two years ago, he started out actually uh, fine in October, and I think he had he sputtered a little bit around, like, January. Um, it's... it's it's like four seasons, right? It's four seasons of the guy career. I mean, obviously, if there's a pattern, like people like to draw conclusions, but I wouldn't draw too many. You're going to see Campbell over the weekend on Friday or Saturday. I, I would assume you'll probably see him on on uh, Friday because they're probably going to want Anderson and Nett for the second half of the back-to-back. Mind you, the other team's also in the second half, and it's also the Ottawa Senators. So
1: who's in that for Ottawa these days? Anderson. No,
0: no, they picked up Murray over the offseason. Oh, Matt Murray. Yeah, they picked oh, up yeah. Murray over the offseason. Of they're a
2: better team than they were last year, but they're, ah. they're, they're, they're no dynasty.
1: Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, not by a long shot.
0: We'll get to that. <laughs> I'm excited to see Tim Stutzel uh, for them uh, on on Friday, but uh, we'll we'll obviously get to them when we get there. Um, for now, we can we well, can we have run. nine more games against Habs, right? Eight more or nine? Games? Nine more. Uh, it's a ten nine, altogether. It's or ten nine? against. It's ten against the Habs. Ten
1: against the uh, right. Jets. So, so that what was. Do you, what do you think about this rivalry in general, guys? I mean, this is
2: going to be the most competitive one, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: yeah. back and forth, seesaw.
2: Yeah, I don't
1: know. I, I I I'm a little worried about the Habs. Yeah, the Habs are a good team,
0: uh, like I said. But uh, like the Leafs should listen. I mean, obviously, you'd like them to win it by a bigger margin, but in in theory they should run over the division. Now, that being said, this was by by all accounts not the best game, particularly a five on five, they got out chance, they got uh they got out possessed. The the Leafs probably didn't deserve to necessarily win this game. Part of that is on Frederick Anderson. Um just kinda not having yeah, the his PK best stuff. And the PK was tonight. Yeah. No that too. The PK, I mean, had its moments of kind of yeah, the power play picked them up. Uh, exactly. But that's how it's always going to be with the Leafs. I mean, uh, a big thing with the Lightning last year was that they um, they were so lethal on both. You, you so As much as special teams is not something you want to build your team around because... 80, well, it's important. Yeah, 80% of the game is played at 5-on-5, five five, but that 20% is normally what separates the good teams from the bad teams. Yep. Yes. There's a lot of... Re- like, year to year, that stuff is kind of... Uh, fluctuates
1: pretty heavily. Well, you mentioned last year, and this is something that we noticed tonight early on. Anyway, the Leafs don't get a lot of a lot of power plays. Yeah, get a, that's of, a the refs are really. Yeah, I don't want to sound like a homer, but they see yeah. they were down three no, the, three uh, PKs and no power plays at one point in the game. Yeah, they, last
0: old. year. I mean, basically throughout Kyle Dubas's like time as GM, that's been the like prevailing kind of theme, is that they can't get power plays. Now, there is a extraordinarily strong correlation between taking penalties and drawing penalties because the refs even, are just yeah. kind of like, yeah, we want to call an even game, even though that yeah. inherently makes it uneven. Anyways, by having guys like Simmons and Bogosian in the lineup, <laughs> which is maybe why they are going to leave them in, is that they, they will get the Leafs, even though they will take penalties, they will in the net also increase the number of power plays the Leafs have so maybe like a devil's advocate for another thing why, by it's an interesting way of it.
1: looking at it you yeah. know, so you're saying by getting more penalties they'll probably get uh, get some uh, some calls going the other way yeah and their power play is going to be good this year I mean there's, there's well, not
2: a lot of it, it would if they good. stack it if they
1: stack it'll be really good
0: even if it's split I think they'll still have an above average mm-hmm. um, power play but I mean regardless we'll their power play should be good
1: um, so we got to wrap it up um So, what do you conclude? What do you take from this game tonight, guys?
2: Uh, I don't know. It was, it's early first game, obviously. Freddie, October Freddie, quote-unquote. But I think they should test out Campbell. Like, even, like, not half the games because he's your backup. But maybe, like, a good one-third of the games because, especially with Freddie, uh, his contracts ending, I don't know if it's this year or next year, but uh, you, you're going to run with Jack Campbell in the near future, so you got to get him ready.
1: And you got to rest Freddie for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, which they haven't Assuming done he's
2: the number right one. On.
1: And what about yourself, Tory? What do, you, what do you take from the game?
0: Yeah, I don't know if a Jack Campbell emergency button after one game is necessary. Um, keep an eye on Freddie. Uh, that's probably the biggest storyline in a negative uh, light. From a more kind of positive uh, perspective, I mean, the storyline is Nylander. I think it kind of starts and ends with him, just how good he was today. Um, and hopefully that's something he can do. I mean, 70 points is, is really good last year. He was at a 70-ish point pace, 30-something on goals. And there's no reason to believe that this this crazy three points is something that's gonna be regular. But if he can, you know, find another gear and enter that, that Matthews and Marner echelon, then yeah, you're I, you're sitting pretty.
1: I think that's exactly I what... I
2: think th- he has the potential, too. No, no I,
1: he's always had the potential, but that's been the knock on him, is that he'll, you know, show up for a bunch of games and play like he played tonight, and then he'll be invisible. And, and the knock on... It's been the knock on uh, Marner a lot, too. And sometimes Matthews, but generally Nylander, for some reason tends to get more criticism and it's also because his game's a little bit different he tends to be a little more uh round and round with the skating and and people look at that and say he's a bit of a floater i think you know what i think tonight i think that tonight was about getting the rust out to be honest with you i didn't think they played all that great a game outside of their special team not their special teams but their power play um i didn't think freddie looked that good um, I didn't think Matthews he had lots of chances, but I didn't necessarily think he was in necessarily fifth gear tonight. I think they're they'll they have another gear to take it to and I think they're gonna get even better than tonight. So I, I, I'm I'm optimistic. Um you know, I try to I'm trying to look at the positives and uh hopefully Bagoshin will be glued to the bench and um,
2: Or the press box.
1: Yeah, that's a meant or in the go to the press box and I want to see Sandine and Ledden and I really do want to see those guys and see what they have. Yeah. You know what the biggest takeaway from tonight is? What? Hockey's back, baby. Yes, baby. Go Leafs go. All right. Thanks for
0: uh, Yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming and listening to us. But that'll be that'll be all for uh for this one and we'll see you Friday night after the Leafs play the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa.
2: The man.